welcome back to another episode of Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. And this week's episode, we are talking about fall things. Fall has finally arrived. We're also getting into the released audio that Britney Spears has given the world. Yeah. I make my debut on TikTok to whoop, whoop. resounding success. Oh, hell um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get into some of the updates from the Don't Worry Darling drama. Olivia Wilde. Too wild. Mm-hmm. Who's she starting? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So it is finally September. <gasps> finally. Ugh. I cannot believe it. I mean, Halloween, we only have eight weeks of the most magical time of year. So you better fucking enjoy it while it lasts mm-hmm. practically mm-hmm. over. And for everybody on the other side of the spectrum, I'm sorry that summer is over. It is Labor Day weekend and it is back to school, back to real life bye bye summer bye bye summer how sad i forgot yeah <laughs> oh, now you're now I'm you're sad, sad. <laughs> i forgot people are on the other side of things so now i feel i feel really sad for you but sorry i felt like that all year long so mm-hmm. so deal with that yep soon fall will be here mm-hmm. you know starbucks and dunkin donuts release their pumpkin spice treats and coffee and everything i'm currently drinking a little uh pumpkin spice latte myself just got cold brew from the store mm-hmm. i got the starbucks non-dairy pumpkin spice creamer and it's topped off with some coconut spray can whipped cream like non-dairy oh, wow and i put some pumpkin spice on top of it you're really living it up that sounds delish look oh I wow really look am. at that yeah mm-hmm. that looks beautiful also free form released their schedule for 31 nights of halloween oh wow. which even i'm really excited about it but i really don't watch it i just mm-hmm. if it's on tv then i will but do they have like the classics or they have their own movies no, they have the classics, but it's not usually what people don't like is that they, you know, they play Hocus Pocus like a hundred times. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They repeat a lot of the movies, but it's because they want you to pay for Disney Plus so you can watch all the actual Halloween Disney movies Got that you want to watch. But yeah, yeah, I get it. All about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, It's funny. I saw in the liquor store the other day, too, that pumpkin ship. Shipwreck? Shipyard. Shipyard, Shipyard pumpkin mm-hmm. is back too. I almost bought it, but it, I was buying booze to take for a beach day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I I love shipyard pumpkin. I love pumpkin it's beer. It's so good. Um, it's so spicy. I just love spicy stuff. Um, but I was just like, oh, that's gonna I feel like it would somehow curdle in my stomach at the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I was like, I need to get a high noon. Speaking of high noons. (laughs) (laughs) I would have done the same thing because I I don't remember if we were out somewhere or we just knew that the liquor stores have it now, but it's like Mm -hmm. you can't drink it until September because it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. If it's hot out, it just does not feel right. Yeah. I mean, it still tastes good, but it just doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good, you know? No, no. It needs to be the right temp but it's lovely that it's out and that actually reminds me do you remember the first time that we went out together and we just got a bunch of pumpkin beer (laughs) yeah we went to village tavern oh yeah that was fun 
it was funny because it was like that was our know, first maybe... date yeah it was and it must have been around this time maybe august september it was chilly out so maybe it was september of 2020 because mm-hmm. i remember that restaurants could only serve you alcohol if you were also buying food and we were like okay like this is a weird time between lunch and dinner like we'll order like nachos or something mm-hmm. and just drink but then they didn't make us order food mm-hmm. and then we like downed like three beers each and I was like and that was my first time drinking with you and I was like okay this girl this girl can drink <laughs> <laughs> well yeah when I have a reason to drink for <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> oh my gosh oh I, I love yeah. that yeah that was fun we'll that have to go get our pumpkin beer on mm-hmm. for sure I was thinking about this Saturday that we're gonna be together but I was like unless it's like chilly out after the fact I don't know mm-hmm. it's also a beachy thing that I'm like I don't want to be drinking pumpkin beer I want to be drinking something tropical I'll drink a pumpkin beer <laughs> I'll drink a pumpkin beer I'll drink a pumpkin beer as long as it's in September now <laughs> I'm so excited though to finally guys I am finally going on a tiki hut boat tour cruise with sam she goes every other day Uh uh-huh and now i finally get to go see what the all the fuss is about yeah you're gonna love it i'm sure i am i'm sure i am it's gonna be a good time i've never i don't think we've ever gone as late as this one will be i think it's at Mm -hmm. seven we're gonna be their last um boat ride so we're gonna be the best of the day obviously Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I'm so excited for you to meet Scott and Karen because they are literally the sweetest people ever yeah last time we went on there she was like Sam I have some treats for you like she's just so fucking sweet and Mm -hmm. so they have these cute little like tiki glasses I guess but they're made out of coconuts and someone paints them and she gave me one of their Halloween ones. And she's like, here you go. So now you can bring it like whenever you're on the tiki. And it was so cute. I love that. Yeah. And then I gave her like, um, I took her like, I think maybe like some spooky little hand lotion and hand sanitizer. Because she had given me so many little things. I was like, here you go. Oh, well, so that's because you guys are definitely their best customers. I mean. I think we're up there. No, <laughs> you're for sure up there. <laughs> I feel like as soon as they start booking for the next year, Joe gets like every single Saturday and Sunday. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even, if you don't like drinking, you can still enjoy mm-hmm. it. It's just such a good time. And being out on the water, it just is so lovely. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what it's all about. I can't wait. Guys, I would like to announce that I have now seen Nope. Oh, God. Like <laughs> 20 times. I'm not joking. I, it's, I, I'm proud, but I'm also ashamed. <laughs> How many times a day do you watch it? At least twice. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not joking, Michelle. So, <laughs> as I mentioned, last week it was finally released video on demand. And I was thinking, oh, I could just buy it and then I can really watch it every single day of my life. I was sitting in the living room and Joe's like, why don't you just buy it on demand? And I'm like, no, because I think his family also uses like kind of the same account. And I was like, well, I don't want to have them pay it. But then I didn't really care. I was like, I'll just give them the $20. It was $20 to rent it. So I rented Uh it on Xfinity Mm -hmm. and I watched it twice. And then... 
the next day I was in my office and I was on my computer and I was like, oh, I want to watch Nope. And so I tried to log in, but it wasn't letting me. So I got <laughs> through Apple TV on my computer and I rented it for $20 again. Oh Although my I God. Through Apple, I got to have it for, um, I want to say 48 hours or 72 hours, but on Xfinity, it was only 24 hours. So I was like, this is amazing. And I just kept watching it over and over and over. Uh-huh. Watched it a few times Saturday. Joe and his buddy went out. And then when they came back, I was watching it again. So then they watched it with me. But they just kept talking about it. And I'm just like, can you shut up? Like, I am just trying to watch this. And it just makes me so happy. Like, I was watching it on my desktop. And I was literally just glued to my monitor, Michelle. Like, especially some of the shots that are so beautiful. I was just Mm -hmm. talking out loud. I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. And I was just quoting the movie. Like, (laughs) oh my god so then Sunday I also watched it a few times and then Monday I was running out of time on my um computer and I I watched it a few more times so then everyone on Instagram I was talking to my friend Todd from the horror squad podcast and every time I watch it I tell them and they're like you have a fucking problem Mm -hmm. it's like do a fucking blog post about it like get it out of your system and move on with your life so I was like I'm gonna tell Instagram stories how much I fucking love this fucking movie I just love it so much and so then a few people were like girl why don't you just buy it you dummy and Mm -hmm. I'm like okay you dummy you can't buy it you can only rent it it's only on (laughs) pre-order to buy it or else I would have I will but I'm just yeah yeah So yeah, and then the last time I watched it, I was watching it on my phone and the captions were on and I literally was just reading the captions, Michelle, the whole time. I was just reading it because you catch so many little things. And I Uh just, I loved how it was like, you hear shrieking, like faint and Mm -hmm. shrieking, like just all the ways that they were describing each scene in the captions. I was just like, I love this movie. Oh my God. And wow. I told Joe, I was like, it just, it really makes me so happy. And he okay. was like, he was like, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And it obviously does make you very happy. I'm surprised that at this point you're still, it's still not like a background thing that you're like, everyone shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch this movie as if it's like the first time you're watching yeah. it. It is just, it's really amazing. And then, uh-huh. so someone, the, the Jordan Pill fans noticed that in one of the trailers because they had a few trailers and I guess there is a guy that you can see a snippet in the trailer it looks like they're almost like on a studio lot somewhere it doesn't look like it's at Jupiter's claim but there's a guy that's walking and he's credited in nope on the IMDB I am yeah IMDB database IMDB and this guy, his name is Michael something. I I don't know him, but he's credited as nobody. And so everyone was like, who is this nobody? <laughs> and so then Jordan had said, I'm really happy that people are paying attention because there's uh, going to be like another story in the nope universe. Oh, shit. Uh Oh, so we'll here see. we go. Yeah. Oh, I love this for you. So have you found like all the weird little Easter eggs in it at this point? So I'm at the point of where I can find like when the 
uh, the shots aren't set up where there's like, like it, when you see one scene, a door might be mm-hmm. open, but then when it's back, it, like it messes up the scene, like the uh, continuity, continuity. Yeah. Um, and then also I was <laughs> just little things, but like, mm-hmm. it's interesting because when OJ is trying to sell Lucky to mm-hmm. Jupe, he's like, oh, he's my second best horse. And I was like, why is Lucky your second best horse? And I was like, I wonder who the first horse is. And then I was talking to Joe about it and we're like, oh, it's probably Jean Jacket. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just really great. <laughs> you're seeing all the, you're seeing all the little things. Yeah. The little and it's just like all the like connections are just so well tied. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're, I can see why people don't like it. Cause if you're just there to watch a movie and just like not think about anything, like it's still enjoyable, but I could see why you may not think it's as, as, as amazing or whatever, but I don't are know. Are people I'm, saying they don't like it? Yeah. Some people are just like, meh, like what was the point oh. of it? And I'm just like, please do yourself a favor. Like if you don't know the point of it, start Googling. Like you will be like, whoa, (laughs) please do yourself a favor. And it's like, obviously when I'm watching it, some of the shots that were shot in IMAX, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't look the same, of course, but it's so crazy because when it when I'm watching it on the TV, like I know exactly what shots and like time frames it goes into IMAX, mm-hmm. and I just like get that feeling all over again. Like I'm on a oh. roller coaster and I'm like going down the hill. Like even though it doesn't look IMAXy as I'm watching it, mm-hmm. I remember what I felt like when I watched it in IMAX. Oh. So that's always fun too. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's given me oh a lot God. of joy in my life. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, Sam has been sending me just screenshots of the shoe standing upright. <laughs> and every time you do, I'm just like, she's starting. Yeah, she's starting. Yeah, it's great. It's has so there ever good. been a movie like that that you've been obsessed with? Or like even maybe like a music album? When I was a kid, I used to watch. There was two movies that I would watch non-stop like every day after school and for like four years it was the labyrinth with david bowie mm-hmm. and then for some reason for like three years i used to watch spice world every single day after oh school my god spice world was great yeah but i haven't i feel like i haven't done that recently i feel like right after high school or no senior year of high school i really got into amelie what's that it was, it was like a french movie it was like oh, super that's fucking the one with indie the, like- girl the music you yeah, tell yeah. me about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so I used cool. to watch that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I feel like I watch Wes Anderson movies a lot over and over. Mm-hmm. Can you that. name a few Wes Anderson movies for people who might not be familiar with his work? Yeah. So I used to watch like Life Aquatic, um, Royal Tenenbaums, Fantastic Mr. Fox is like one of his claymation slash animated films. Uh but I mean, there's like a few. I I would say he has probably like twelve movies under his belt at this point. Isle of Dogs. I don't know something. if I've ever seen any of his movies. No, you got to. They're if like you could just recommend like one. Like if one person was like, I'm only gonna watch one. Which one should it be? I would say personally, the Grand Budapest Hotel. It's a more recent one, but I think it's great. But if you're going to go with like a more classic, like I think the one that everybody always recommends is Royal Tenenbaums. I feel like at this point, though, with Nope, 
because you probably know all the dialogue in it. You could probably like put it in Spanish and just read the captions and like learn Spanish that way. I need to learn Spanish. I would love that. Well, I'm just always like quoting it and Joe's like, Mm -hmm. what? And I'm like, I get so mad at him. I'm like, and I'll just look at him and he's like, are you quoting (laughs) Nope? And I'm like, yes. He's like, how am I supposed to know? He's like, sorry, I haven't seen the movie 50 times. I said, no, Joe, these quotes stuck with me the first time I saw it. So Mm -hmm. just, I don't even want to hear it. Ew, like you think that it's just because I watched it like 50 times? This movie lives in my bones, Joe. Really? I just love all the characters so much. Like even Angel, he's such a great character. Like he's so funny. Like all of them. I just relate to all of them so much. Listen, you sold it, girl. We all get it. (laughs) We're all going to watch it tonight. I hope so. No, I really, every single time you talk about it, I'm like, oh, I got to rinse that and watch it again. It's so good. And it's just like the soundtrack is so amazing. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. Best thing in life, man. I'm excited. Maybe that's this weekend. I'm going to rewatch it again. Ooh, maybe because we're going to be down in Hull with his parents Mm -hmm. and we never can decide on what to watch at night. Maybe Nope's the ticket. All right. See, I thought about that too. I'm like, I want to watch this with Joe's parents, but I feel like they would do a little too much talking throughout the movie to where they would just miss everything. And it's like, is it, is it really worth it? But (laughs) I don't think that's going to be worth it for you. You're just going to get aggravated. (laughs) You're going to be like, this is a really good part. You really need to shut up. I would just, I'll watch them watch it. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, Mm -hmm. do you feel it? Do you feel it? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Man, it sucks when like you ask somebody to like watch something with you or listen to something that you really love and you're just like watching them the whole time to see their reaction and they're just giving you nothing. Mm -hmm. Joe does that to me all the time when we watch like Seinfeld or something and I'm like, Mm -hmm. why are you watching me watch this? Like, (laughs) and then I feel like I have to be like performative and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's funny. Like, leave me alone. I'm trying to eat my pizza rolls over here. Uh, we watch Seinfeld like every night while we're going to bed and you know how I don't think he did it in the later seasons but in the earlier seasons it always starts with like a little stand-up bit Mm -hmm. every single time that happens I always go god Jerry you really get it you really got us with that one (laughs) really okay so see we all we we also watch it every day too Mm. and his, I just some of the stuff on his when they do the clips of his stand up, I'm just like, Jerry, no, no. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's like it's so like common sense, like observational or whatever, and that's why it's just like, oh, Jerry, you really got you really got us with that one. Yeah. <laughs> you really get it, Jerry. <laughs> and then also, I have an update. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Seinfeld, but you know, it. I guess it was like a really, really popular show in the 90s you guess I, I guess, guess. I mean, it's like the office it's like how the office is or was that's how yeah. Seinfeld was anyways um so I started watching it because Joe's like this is like such great tv blah blah and I really enjoyed it but I could not stand the character of George like I literally hated him I I just was so disgusted anytime he mm-hmm. came on the TV. Like I, I fucking hated every time he opened his mouth. Cause I'm like, he's just so demanding and critical, especially of the women he would date. And I'm like, bro, oh, yeah. look at yeah. yourself. Okay. You don't get <laughs> to be like this. So 
Joe's like, no, that's the charm. Like you're supposed to really like him. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I don't, but I don't know what, I can't remember the exact episode, but we're on season eight now. And I, I like George. I like George. My feelings have changed. Like I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I always used to not like him at all. And same with the woman, the women that he dated. I was just like, there's just no way he's pulling these birds Mm -hmm. in real life. (laughs) Um, but I don't think I started to like him until after I started watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and like finding out that that character is based on Larry David mm. and then actually having Larry David play himself slash that character. Then when I rewatched Seinfeld, because I've rewatched it so many times throughout the years, yeah, started to like him more. Oh, and plus you have like a huge crush on Larry David, don't you? Um, no, not really. Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> I called no. him hot. No, 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 I didn't. Really? <laughs> I haven't. Oh, it's okay. just funny because when we were on that camping trip, we were playing Heads Up. Have you ever played that before? Heads Up? Heads Up. It's like... Oh, yeah, um, the Ellen game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like a word that shows up on your phone and other people in the room have to like pretty much scream clues to you so that you guess what the word is right on your forehead you can't see it um and so we were playing with a bunch of like new people and Nick had it and it said Larry David no 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 sorry Cordelia had it and it said Billy Crystal and Nick just goes he's such a weirdo but you fucking love him and she goes Larry David and I was just <laughs> like what is happening <laughs> Billy Crystal man I haven't Billy heard Crystal. about him in a long time what even happened to him? He used to be like so popular. Mm-hmm. I don't like know. he hosted all the Oscars when we were kids. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm, that's gonna be a rabbit hole I Google eventually. Yeah. What um, happened to Billy Crystal? So every time we watch Seinfeld, like I am just taken back by Elaine's beauty. Literally every day when we watch mm-hmm. it, I'm like, Joe, she is so beautiful. Like I, her. I don't know, like her lipstick, like it's very 90s and maroon. Yeah. Her fucking makeup, like it's like really heavy blush. Her hair is kind of like a, a chocolatey auburn, like, and her curls are so fucking bouncy. Her hair is mm-hmm. so shiny. Her fucking smile is just like sparkly. I'm like, she is drop dead gorgeous. She's gorgeous. She gorgeous. is. Especially in the later episodes when she's like kind of moving away from like the super 90s look. Like mm-hmm. I used to remember the poof hair, you know. It was oh, like yeah, yeah, that yeah. Pony that was. with the, Like looked, you clip it and then you push it yeah. forward as you possibly could. <laughs> it almost looks a little bit like the sister wives from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what's that sect that they just made all those documentaries about? Well, also the the show Sister Wives. And Sister Wives, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen that documentary, though, on Netflix? Uh, Pray and Keep Sweet? Sweet, yeah, yeah. I don't think we finished it, but we started Yeah. I think I just was, I was a little too grossed out to. Yeah. It's a decent documentary. And, like, thankfully, it's not eight parts long. It's, I Mm -hmm. think, like, maybe three or four. Um, But, yeah, that hair. I'm just like, oh this hair yeah and also oh sorry in this documentary I just gotta say this so at before it got too extreme they didn't have that hairstyle but when this guy came into the leadership role he literally distributed a pamphlet of that hair and in it it said like this is 
the most flattering hairstyle. It fits every shape. If you have a long face, if you have a round face, the swoop in the front is very elegant and like whatever classy. And I was just like, uh-huh. this is the worst hairstyle I've ever seen ever in my life. And the fact that you are marketing it as it will fit every face is such a blatant lie that I would never believe anything else you ever said about anything. <laughs> Are you fucking crazy? I won't believe it. Yeah. No, because even like they have a lot of the women that left after the fact and, you know, they're very much styled in today's look or whatever. And I'm like, you would never, ever even think that was the same person. No. That hairstyle is atrocious. You know, that reminds me in high school. (laughs) I'm nervous. (laughs) In high school, there was this guy. I remember he started, he was like a new kid. And he was like, he kind of looked like, I don't, he was like a, just to say like a young Tom Cruise, young Brad Pitt. Like he was like a really good looking guy and like all the girlies loved him. And he had like super dark hair. His eyes were like crystal blue and everyone's like, oh my God, new boy. Like, look how handsome he is. He was Mormon. And so his sister also came to our school his mom worked at our school eventually, but they were all like just beautiful. And Uh his mom and his sister, they wore that hairstyle. (gasps) And I remember people would always just like comment on their hair. Like, why do they wear it like that? And the girls, Mm -hmm. her age, she was like a few grades higher. They would always try to get her to like wear her hair normal, I guess. And they would be Uh like, you'd be so prettier, like without it, blah, blah, blah. But yeah it just so anytime I see that hairstyle I think of mm-hmm. those that feeling. yeah yeah you have a direct connection you've seen <laughs> it in real life yeah oh I don't know what I would do if I saw it in real life really well I mean I wouldn't do anything but well, I was yeah. like oh wow there it is there it there is. it is there it is yeah anyway Elaine well, had that hairstyle yeah, and she yeah, wasn't yeah. even she wasn't even Mormon that was True. just what she wanted to and do. And she was living in New York. <laughs> and she was living in New York. Hanging out with Jerry Seinfeld, who was a successful yeah. comedian, like, in the world of the show. <laughs> uh, it's a great show, though. And it actually still holds up pretty well. There's, like, a few episodes that I think would be considered problematic now. But for the most part, it's like, wow, this really stood the test of time, like, the different things they were talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so funny. Yeah. You know? Yep. It didn't get too cringe. I was I was offended because uh there's an episode where it's the one where George is like, I'm going to settle down because Jerry's like, I want to settle down. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to love someone. So then George is like about to get married. And then Jerry's like, eh, I changed my mind. George's uh-huh. like, you changed your mind. So he, his girlfriend, fiance or whatever, she makes him stay home and she's like, come on, George, let's watch Mad About You. And I've been trying to get Joe to watch that show for so oh. long. And I'm just like, literally, I'm the type of person that would date George. Like, <laughs> Mad About You? Have you no, ever seen No, no. I never got into it. I remember um, it used to come on after, I think, Will and Grace, because I used to watch Will and Grace. And then as soon as the theme music would come on, I would just turn it off. Oh, my God. Growing up, I had the hugest crush on Paul Reiser. So I oh. watched it. And then Helen Hunt. I was like, I wish she was my mom. So I was like obsessed Ugh. with that show. It's no. cute. Helen Hunt is like 
Don't you like dare. Like <laughs> she's like a Gwyneth Paltrow. No, she's like Chloe not. Savini thing to me where I'm just like you just don't look like anything. What? I'm sorry. Babe, are you joking? Like do no. you not remember her being in Twister with like oh, the I remember mud her all Twister. over her? Yeah, and I remember thinking like no. no, no, you did not, Michelle. I also always used to con- uh, confuse her with the actress that was Jody in. Uh, no, 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 in Jurassic Park, the yeah, blonde scientist. Mm. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, the original one. Um, I, I like um, the actress Chloe. What's what's her last name? Savine. 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 I don't know, but yeah. yeah, I like her. I think she's cute. Savine Blanc. Yeah. <laughs> Another glass, please. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. It's funny. Whenever we watch shows, I'll ask Jake, like, which character does he think he is? Uh-huh. Um, and so when we watch Seinfeld, um, I tell he's George. I mean, he's George for sure. <laughs> he's a curmudgeonly asshole sometimes How you know funny <laughs> he's not actually an asshole but he's just like always with he's george uh-huh. um and so he was just like what you think you're elaine i was like no i think i'm jerry i like that <laughs> sometimes i go back and forth between i think i'm jerry but then i also think i'm kramer because he's a mm. really good friend and i yeah. love that whenever jerry isn't polite or shows manners to people Kramer's always like, no, you need to thank him or you need to do mm-hmm. this. Like he always yeah. tries to point him in the right direction. He's just like, you can't not say thank you for the basketball tickets. Like you need yeah. to call him. Like, yeah, I would say you're out of the four of them. I would say George. more. No, Kramer, like kooky, uh, polite, great friends. Yeah. But then I would say you're splashed in a little Elaine, a little George. Oh, George. Okay. I'll Everybody has Elaine, a little though. George. Yeah, Everybody has a little you're right. All right. Well, if you guys haven't watched Seinfeld, we recommend it. <laughs> you can watch it on Netflix. <laughs> I love that. Like we're acting like it's a show that just came out. It's been out people, for thirty I years. Mean, I didn't watch it. Yeah, but that's weird. But it you're might be. I feel like there's younger people, so they might never have heard of it. That's true. That's true. I don't Ooh. Know. Speaking of fucking younger people. What? I started TikTok. I joined. Yep. I mean, I had previously joined because to watch things, sometimes I'd be like, you need to like sign up. So I signed up a while ago. Okay. But I never really went into it. And then last week, because I had a video of me turning a cake, I was like, oh, let me throw this on tiktok and see what happens so i did and it like got like 300 views or whatever and i was like yeah that's actually still decent enough you know yeah um so on tuesday i have like four posts on there now but on tuesday i posted a video of me decorating a cookie but i did a voiceover of this one time at the bakery that i used to work at where front of house fucked up a cake slip and wrote goth theme for a cake and it was supposed to be golf theme. So I tell like that story of making a goth cake when it was supposed to be a golf cake. Um, but anyway, it has like 150,000 views. Michelle, it's like, okay, I was just going to say you told a story on the TikTok. Uh-huh. Yeah. I fucking love those kinds of videos. Yeah. I was like noticing. Thank be- you. That's awesome. Yeah, it was good. So I was noticing that the, I kept watching this one person's videos 
he is a cake decorator and so he's just building a cake and he's just telling a story that's not really related to the cake just like of a customer or whatever and I was like oh my god I have hundreds of those stories I love that so I just did it and it's like going fucking bonkers that's amazing yeah holy shit surprisingly I've only gotten like two or three negative comments and they're not even that negative okay so what are they trying to be negative about Uh, like two people were like well, why wouldn't you have double checked with the customer or whatever? And I'm just like, they would come on, like literally taking the joy out of everything. And it's like, mm-hmm. of course, in the moment I did, <laughs> uh, um, a, the person that took the cake order wrote goth instead of golf did not get the customer's number, which was like rule number one, mm-hmm. because in case you need to double check things. And then she wasn't there that day. So there's literally nobody to double check it with. I even tried to text her and she just never responded to right. me. It's like, guys, I know because somebody was just like, it seems like it would have been easier to just double check than make two cakes. And it's like, okay. Um, but anyway, so I was just like, whatever. Like how You're wasting your time. Just stop. Yeah. Like this goes in the category of the people we were talking about, I think on the last episode. Like yeah, just yeah, yeah. These are the same people that I posted a reel of this uh wax burner that a company had sent me and I like tagged the company that sent it and mm-hmm. everyone's like, Where can I find this? And I'm like, Yeah. I even I tagged it in the caption, I tagged it in the comments. Because mm-hmm. I knew I knew people were just gonna ask, and I'm just like, they're gonna ask. These are the people that in third grade they went ahead and started answering the test, and they get down to the last question, and it says, "Before you start the test, read the directions." You go and read the directions, and it says, "Don't do the test." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of that when I see people leave comments like that. I'm like, you're yeah, the one that yeah, took the test. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The test was not to take the test. Exactly. And you failed the test. You failed. Yeah. And it's also the same kids that were like, you didn't give us homework yet. You know, like when you're about to leave class and everyone's so excited they didn't get homework. Uh Uh-huh. It's like, just stop. (sighs) Anyway, so there was two of those, which no big deal in the grand grand scheme of things. Everybody else has been like super positive and funny about it. And then one person, one girl, it looked like she was like 17 or something. She just goes, Jesus Christ, you talk so fucking slow. Ew. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so I just wrote, thanks. Yep. And yeah, then she deleted and then she them. deleted her comment. Exactly. Yep. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking rude, dude. Uh-huh. I like that. Where it's yeah. like you spin it and you're like, oh my God, thank you so oh God, much for the you. nice comment. Thank you. And they're like, oh, fine. I'll oh do shit. It. There's a real human on the other side of that video. Mm-hmm. It's not just a generic sponsored ad of a yeah. robot. Um, but also that, I mean, I don't care. And yeah. also at the same time, I specifically was talking slower because I know that I sometimes like trip over my words because I'm talking too fast and they mm-hmm. like blend all together. And so I was specifically trying to talk a little bit slower. Yeah. So I'm glad that she noticed. I'm so proud of you, Michelle. So the other, I think it was last week I did, it was a live stream and people, they were commenting because I said, I think someone asked about TikTok or something and someone was like, oh, I love listening to Let's Not, like I love you and Michelle, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Michelle actually got a TikTok account. And I was like, (laughs) 
I was like, I don't know the name. She just mm-hmm. like shared it with me. And I was like, I'm so proud of her for finally doing it. And they were like, do you think we could ever get Michelle on one of these live streams with you? And I was Uh-oh. like, and they were like, I would love that so much. And I'm like, I think she probably would. I was like, maybe we can set something up. <laughs> I mean, I would, but I feel like they'll regret it after the fact. Oh my God. No, they would not. <laughs> They're like, you know what? Never mind. We don't need this. Absolutely not. Stop. We don't need this content over here as well. All right. All right. That's enough of that. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. So it's super fun. And then I told Jay, I was like, you got to get on here because he actually takes like a lot of videos of him drawing and stuff. It's like, just throw them up there. Mm -hmm. But he, of course, made it so complicated. He was asking me like 500 questions. I was just like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. He literally sometimes acts like he's 89 years old. I'm like, He's like, well, where does it go now? I'm like, where does anything go, Jake? When you post something on Instagram, where does it go? Like, it's just, it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Where does it go? He's like nervous to let it go. That's so funny. I know. Joe was like, you really need to get on TikTok. He's like, the event I posted about Omri, the video has like so many views. And he was like, he's like, I didn't even do anything. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, I will. I know. And it's nice because it's actually with Instagram, it's like, even if you have a shit ton of followers, it doesn't oh seem like you do. Like, it doesn't Don't seem like anybody sees started. anything. Every so- other... Yeah, go ahead. I normally like I really don't care about my followers or likes. I just don't want it to ever look like um like I've paid for my followers or uh-huh. I have like spam accounts that follow me. So I'll try to like, go through my list and block them if I can. Yeah. But it's like the more followers that I've gotten, like the engagement goes down. And then if I ever want to like work with a company, they see that. Yeah. On a post, I only, there was like, I mean, 300 likes obviously is a lot, but I'm just saying like in comparison with how many followers it is, it's like, it's not even going out to anyone, which is fine because I'm still going to post and do whatever, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it it is crazy. And I do now, I see why people go to TikTok because they literally just push and push and push and push. Whereas Instagram, they're like, oh, use all of our features and then maybe we'll Mm -hmm. get you to the home feed or whatever. So yeah. And it's so lame. Like every other post is a sponsored ad. I know story is a sponsored ad and sometimes like I get tricked like I'm just like oh whose story is this then I'm like oh it's fucking sheen again (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah so it's it's nice and also I don't know I feel like the reason I kind of left Facebook was because like it was getting too personal like with the people that know me and then Mm -hmm. Instagram's kind of getting that way too and it's just like I like this new like space where it's just people seeing yeah. it and it doesn't have to be like my closest friends and family yeah yeah that sounds so nice. nice I'm so yeah. glad you started it that's awesome yeah I think for the most part it'll probably just be like cake stuff but maybe I'll do like because like procreate records when you're drawing on there and stuff too so oh, cool we'll see how it goes all right We'll keep us posted. I don't know if you guys have heard, but recently Britney Spears, she released an audio just talking about some things, getting some stuff off her chest. 
I think she deleted it, but, you know, obviously Ooh. a lot of people caught it and kept it. I got to follow her on my personal because we follow her on Let's Not, so sometimes I'll catch it when I'm on that page. Yeah. But I always miss the stuff with her. This was a few days ago. She had opened up. This was a 22-minute monologue on her YouTube page, and this is some of the things she said. She said, I woke up this morning and I realized that there's a lot going on in my head that I haven't really shared with anyone, really. I'm here, honestly, just to open myself to others and try to shed a light on if anyone out there has ever gone through hardships, just put a light on so that person doesn't feel alone because I really know what it feels like. I have an amazing song right now with with one of the most brilliant men of our time. I'm so grateful. She just did a um, like a remix of Elton's song and mm-hmm. they did it together. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but I was freaking out about it. I listened to it and I was like, did go. You listen? Yeah, I was like, go, Brittany. I got to listen to it. It's Tiny Dancer, right? Yeah. Yeah. She said, but if you're a weird introvert oddball like me who feels alone a lot of the time and you needed to hear a story like this today so you don't feel alone, know this. My life has been far from easy and you're not alone. She also goes into talking about how she's received tons of opportunities and also an opportunity to do an interview with Oprah to share her story. She said, I really don't think any of that is relevant, getting paid to tell your story. I feel like it's kind of silly. I have offers to interview with Oprah and so many people, lots and lots of money, but it's insane. I don't want any of it. For me, it's a beyond a sit down proper interview. Isn't that crazy? Like, I feel like, you know, it's like, it would be silly not to do it, but then it's also nice because she's like, I'm going to control my story. Like, And if she did do it with Oprah, there's a lot of problems that people have with Oprah. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, in the end, they are just using her experience anyways. It's not like Oprah really cares or anyone else who's trying to get her to talk. She has the choice now. Exactly. Yeah. She also said that going into the conservatorship made no sense. She said, none of it made sense to me. I literally spoke in a British accent to a doctor to prescribe my medication. And three days later, there was a SWAT team at my home, three helicopters. I remember my mom's best friend and my two girlfriends. We had a sleepover that night before. They held me down on a gurney. The extent of my madness was playing chase with paparazzi, which is still to this day one of the most fun things I ever did about being famous. So I don't know what was so harmful about that. Just because she would always like play with them and do the British accents and stuff like that. If you get a chance to find it and listen to it, um, it's very heartfelt and she's very raw about it. She also talks about how when she was on How I Met Your Mother, people called her fat. Like her team was saying that she was fat. And she just started feeling like scared and weak. So then eventually she thought this was her reality and she was too scared to reach out for help. And she just went along with it because she was so fearful. She also talks about like for her tour, she's like, I know it was a shit show. Like, I know that I did not do a good job. I didn't wear the clothes properly. My hair was a mess. You could see like extensions. My makeup wasn't great. I literally didn't give a fuck anymore because you know, they're making her do all this stuff. And she's just like numb at this point. Oh, my God. And she even apologizes to her fans. She's like, I'm sorry if you saw that show and that tour, but I just didn't give a fuck. And it's like, yeah, girl, everyone's after her saying that everyone is still like, 
Britney's like 10% is better than anyone's 99%. Yeah. Like she still killed it. <laughs> she also talked about like how she couldn't even smoke a cigarette. And she brought up the point that people on death row had more. They were able to do yeah. more than she was yeah, just yeah. being trapped in her house. And she didn't really understand why her family turned on her like now her mom's like Brittany I've been trying to contact you like she just she still doesn't know why her family's acting like they were really trying to get her help and all that stuff but yeah yeah I don't know it's just it's crazy but then Heather McDonald from Juicy Scoop she brought up a interesting point she said if Brittany is free and if she's really able to go out and do these things, how come we've never seen a TikTok or an Instagram story of someone being around Brittany? Like yeah. if I saw Brittany, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I feel like someone else would. Like if you're at the coffee shop or you see her in the car next to you, you're going to mm-hmm. take a TikTok and be like, oh my God, Brittany Spears is literally yeah. in the car. It's like, how come there's no videos like that? And so Heather's like, is she really free? Like, is she really able to do stuff? Yeah. I I don't know. Like, is would she even want to leave her house at this point? Mm -hmm. But then also, I just heard this morning that fucking Kevin Federline is doing a 60 minute interview for Australia. It's coming out, I think, Sunday. And I'm just like, stop it. He's such a loser at this point. It's like, yeah, like say like, okay, Kevin, make that money as you can, because once the kids turn 18, like Mm -hmm. you're not getting that Britney's money. Sorry. It's yeah, going yeah. strictly to her kids, you know? Oh, that's just like so sad. And I feel like the thing with not seeing her out, that is bizarre, but she might've just like developed like agoraphobia at this point where she's like, I don't want to engage with the public in real life oh, or yeah. have paparazzi chase me around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it is a little conspiracy. I can see where like conspiracy theorists would be like, she's still a prisoner Mm. you know yeah it's a little it's it's still a very strange scenario to Mm -hmm. me and she talked about like she was so confused and she didn't understand she would hear on the news when they started doing the free britney and like people would be outside of the um where was it like a courtroom or something they'd be out on the street like protesting for britney and she would like hear this on the morning shows and stuff like that and then she realized like I'm going to have to start speaking out and like fighting because there are people that believe me. Yeah. And for the longest time, she didn't think anyone would believe her. And she just didn't yeah. realize, she didn't understand like how it could be possible that strangers are like, they're leaving work for so many weeks, protesting for Britney, posting on their social media, trying oh, wow. to make connections, call all these like lawyers to try to help her. And she goes, why couldn't my mom and my sister just drive by my house and say baby girl get in the car like oh I just get chills she was like I think they secretly liked that I was in that Mm -hmm. position and being punished because she was like if strangers are doing all of this work for me like why is my mom and sister not just coming to the house and taking me where I need to go oh that's so sad I know oh it's probably because I I I don't actually know all of the different news articles that come have come out about like exactly what Jamie and Lynn's roles were in it, but I'm sure for them, because Jamie Lynn was also in the public eye, it's just like, well, she's not acting crazy and like having headlines. So it's an easier life for me. I think that they were all just thinking about like 
how easy their lives can be if Britney's just contained, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's fucking awful. Yeah, it's fucked up. Good for her. I'm glad that she's, like, out there telling her story now. Speaking of pop culture stuff, so last week, I didn't even think it was going to be as... I didn't think I was going to talk about as long as I did, but I talked about the Olivia Wilde, Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, and all the drama that's happening around, like, the movie Don't Worry, Darling. Um, So when we were talking last week, it was when Olivia Wilde's Variety article had just come out that same day, and... I told you how she was talking in that article as if like she really helped Florence out because she fired Shia from the lead role because she wanted Florence to feel safe and all this other stuff. Well, two days later, Shia comes out and says, why are you even like, like promoting this story? Like, you know, I wasn't fired. Mm -hmm. I quit because what he claims was there wasn't enough rehearsal time. So he quit the movie and He released an audio of Olivia Wilde trying to get him to stay on the project, literally being like, I know that you've expressed concerns. Maybe we can get Miss Flo on Mm -hmm. board. Um, I really just want you to feel comfortable taking on this project. I don't know. Also, the way that she was talking, I didn't actually listen to it. I just read the transcript. Yeah. Um, I fucking hate when people talk in like therapist lingo outside of like therapy sessions or in different like um industries like just like the way she's talking like I just want you to be vulnerable and like bring like all you can to this role and like Mm -hmm. what can I get you to come back and I'm like stop talking like that it sounds like so fucking predatory like yeah and also it's like okay said I don't know if Michelle included I didn't listen to the episode I don't know if you included that I said I was a fan of Shia I don't know if you did, but maybe like before all this stuff happened with Shia, I was like a Shia stan. Like I love all of his work. And it's like, you don't need to ask Shia LaBeouf to come to a project being vulnerable. Like, have you not seen any of his work? Like, are you stupid? (laughs) I watched the video because he like, it was her FaceTime call that he released. Oh shit. Tell me. And so she's like driving in the car and she, she, so it's a video, not FaceTime, not a call. She sent him a video. So she's like driving in the car and she's like, Shia, Shia, Shia. I, we should have played it. But she's like, oh. like, hey, Shia. And she's like, I would really love for you to come on to this, like you had mentioned. And she's mm-hmm. like, you know, if we can get Miss Flo, you know, to take this project seriously and to do what she needs to do, I think it would be really great, you know? And it's she's like, just think about it and let me know okay I, I, don't, I hate it and he even released the email that he sent mm-hmm. to her that was really well put together yeah and he's like pretty much like don't hey. spin this yeah like can you yeah. please fix this fix this I know it will I know it brings in all the mm-hmm. media and promotion and stuff for your movie but like can you and he He's like, I'm already fighting against all these uphill battles and I just don't Mm -hmm. want more stuff that my daughter's going to be able to read. That's not even true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other stuff, it's like, he's probably like, I have actual true stuff that I need to like combat. Yeah. And you, I just think it's gross that she's spinning it that way and acting as if 
she was looking out for Florence just because everyone's giving her a hard time about like, what's the relationship there and stuff. And like using it as a point, like, no, I've looked out for her. Like women are looking out for women now. Um, I'm pretty sure even when he quit back in the day, when people were like, why did he like leave the project and stuff? She was like, well, I have a no asshole policy on set is like how she described it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even back then he let that slide because he was just like, whatever, like it's, I don't need to engage with this. But this one, I think he was finally just like, stop trying to act like spin this as if you were looking out for somebody else. You begged me to come back. She even, so he read the script and I don't remember exactly what he said about the script, but he was like, eh, you know, like, I don't know if this will work for me. Like, I Mm -hmm. hope, and he said, you know, good luck. I hope you get everything you want out of this movie. And I hope that we can work together in the future to where our timelines line up. Mm -hmm. And she even asked him, she was like, well, can you help me like rewrite the script? Like, can you help me change it to make it better? And then you're going to say that like, Mm -hmm. okay. It's just so bizarre. And it's just, it's such like, fake feminism almost where it's like oh don't do that don't mm-hmm. do that yeah don't act like you're fucking advocating for your fellow female like actresses when you're not so I wonder I haven't looked to see if she said anything since that this has happened it I just re- um before we came on I pulled up like Uh, one of these articles that's like the timeline of all the drama and the very last thing was Shia's comments on August 26th so I don't think that she has yeah Mm -hmm. it's just come on yeah since we're talking about Shia I wanted to add on do you know who John Bernthal is he's been in a lot of movies okay so Walking Dead Dead, yeah he played Shane and then he's in Mm -hmm. a lot of other great movies he's a really good actor he has a YouTube channel it's called Real Ones with John Bernthal. He sits down, it seems like, with a lot of his friends and they get vulnerable and it's just like a lot of openness, you know, that they might not be able to share anywhere else. He recently did an interview with Shia LaBeouf and I was like, oh, wow, like I want to watch that to see like where he's at with his life because we all know Mm -hmm. he's like fighting these demons. He's going through all of this shit right now in his life. He released like a 20 minute clip of it and he was like oh the full episode is on patreon it was so interesting to watch and i was like oh my god i need to see the rest of it i was so Mm -hmm. ready to pay to join his patreon because i was like i need to hear more of how he's doing yeah i think he got great feedback on it that he ended up releasing it like yesterday the full video on his channel if you're interested in stuff like this like if you're interested in shia labeouf like i know that I don't know the exact stuff that happened with his ex-girlfriend. I know that he did hit her. Mm -hmm. He even talks about that in this. I don't even want to call it an interview because it does not feel like an interview. Like he literally lays everything out on the table. He talks about the abuse. He talks about his problem with alcohol. He talks about how he used sex to be performative. He talks about how just all these struggles that he's going through and a lot of people who go through stuff like this they just keep to themselves they don't put everything out on the table yeah. um but he was like very 
honest and raw about it. It was very interesting to watch it. I watched it like two times because he had, it's, I don't want to say like, oh, I love Shia because obviously everything yeah, else yeah. happened, but he's just always had a way of speaking. Like he's, the way he tells a story and the way that he, he uses like different analogies. And I mm-hmm. feel like they're so smart. They're not even called analogies. I feel like that's dumbing the way he talks down, but I don't know. And he just talks about like him learning and all of this stuff. And it's very insightful. So okay. I, wa- I watched it recently. I was like, hmm. yeah, like hopefully he can get the help. And I guess he's been currently, as I watched this, I think he's been almost two years sober, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I completely forgot that he was married to Mia Goth who is from X. She was the main character. I forgot that they were married. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. I didn't know he had kids. Yeah, he has one daughter. He even talked about that. He's like, you know, he doesn't know if he'll keep acting. I think he mm-hmm. recently has a movie coming out, but he's like, I'm yeah, not yeah. worried about acting. Like, I'm just worried about myself and being there for my family. He's like, I want to be... um, I want to be alert for my wife and like for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be able to like help them in life and he said he goes you know it really hurts me because people don't support Mia his wife like he talked about how she just came out with that film and people are like I'm not fucking with this film because she fucks with you and he's like that just kills me because <sighs> literally like I'm the shit stain in her life yeah yeah so it was really interesting to listen to that is. And I mean, I don't know too much about Shia and I wasn't really big on his career or anything like mm-hmm. that. Um, I just always remember him kind of being in the headlines for acting like erratically outside of films yeah. and stuff like that or doing like weird things. But I don't agree with like the whole cancel culture of not allowing somebody to like kind of repent repent and like grow from mm-hmm. mistakes like I don't think there's anybody on this earth that hasn't made mistakes and needed people to forgive them and give yeah. them a second chance some people know I would say like no it's okay for you to go away forever mm-hmm. I would say he, with him he's kind of on the fence because it did get physical but mm-hmm. there's like people that just like say the wrong thing or happen to know the wrong person and we're supposed to blacklist them from life and it's like this isn't it's not real like that's not plausible and also isn't the whole point to let them know like what you're doing is not right and these are the reasons and if you agree and if you want to change and evolve like we're here for you again I just don't get this like no go fucking kill yourself pretty much because we don't want to ever see you or hear from you or anybody that you know and it's like but a lot of people do like I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to see Shia acting again yeah and I uh, I completely agree with you because it's like how would you ever how will you ever change like how are you yeah you just can't go die and he that was another thing he got into he said he talked about he was at the point where he had a gun on his coffee table oh wow he kept putting the gun to his head like he was like I'm going to kill myself ends up going to like rehab with you talking about how he acted out he said that he was very reactive 
Mm -hmm. And it was all about like his ego, like ever since he was a kid, like he was the one that gave people jobs. He was the one that supported his family. His father also dealt with alcoholism. Even if it wasn't Shia, if it was someone else who went through this stuff, I would still watch it and recommend you guys. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just, you know, you hope, obviously you're not well you're not right if you get to the point of where you have to be physically abusive towards someone. No. So, I mean, I don't know. You just want people to get the help. And it's like, if, and he talked about like how he felt all this shame, obviously he felt guilt. Like it was just even the Mm -hmm. shame that he didn't even want to leave his house at all. Like that's, you know, and it's like guilt and shame really does fuck you up. And it's like, yeah, like you should feel that when you do bad things, mm-hmm, but it also shouldn't mm-hmm. make you kill yourself. No, not at all. And I feel like other like people and it's just on the internet because you wouldn't say yeah. half of the things that you say on the internet to somebody to their face. But it's like you guys are pushing people and it's not you wouldn't do that to somebody in your life, even mm-hmm. if it was just an acquaintance. Like you wouldn't yeah. ever say that in real life. And it just it grosses me out because also when when you shun people like that, mm-hmm. there's only going to be two outcomes. Either they like kill themselves or just get super depressed or they just like hunker even more in those like bad beliefs just because it's like, well, I can't do anything right. So I'm going to continue to be like, let's say like a racist or whatever, because mm-hmm. fuck you, you're going to just shun me and say I'm a bad asshole. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just there's no... There needs to be discussions. It mm-hmm. just can't be like black and white like that. Yeah, I agree with that. I want to see everyone else and see how they really act. And are they really a good person? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the most part, people are good people. But just these moral high grounds that people get on in on social media, it's just like, there's just no way that you're nobody's fucking Mother Teresa. Like, mm-hmm. it's just... And even Mother Teresa, I'm sure, had some skeletons in her closet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she gave a blowjob or two. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, just, she did. <laughs> like, get over it. Uh-huh. We're all flawed creatures. Exactly. Like, how does it how does it affect you unless you're in the situation? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be canceled after this one. So Probably. we won't have to do this. We won't have to talk Probably. about it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. You want to wrap it? Or yeah, you got more to say? Let's wrap yeah. it. The let's not be assholes on social media. It oh. goes from anything to celebrities down to to my TikToks. Like, it's not. It, honestly, it would never hurt my feelings. Actually, if even if somebody was like, "You're gross and your cakes suck," it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. But I feel like people forget that there are actual humans on the other side of the screen, and some people will take that to heart and feel really fucking bad about it. And it doesn't need to be said. Let's not forget that if we do get a fucking comment like that, it's not about us. It's a reflection mm-hmm. of them. They're dealing yep. with their own battles in life and everything mm-hmm. like that. And they're just, they're not happy. So don't let it bring you down. They're not happy. Yeah. But we I, are. We We're are. Halloween happy. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Check out my Patreon, guys. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Bye. Love you.